When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here with Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Lakerholics.com, and the Hoop Heads Podcast Network, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, you knew it wasn't going to be two games in a row against a team like that, especially with three of their four players coming back into the lineup as the Jazz proved why they are a team to be reckoned with coming up in the playoffs. But unfortunately, the Lakers could not make it a back-to-back victory over the Jazz, and they fall... And what was a game that was pretty much expected, the Lakers looked listless, flat. The energy wasn't there pretty much all game long. The Jazz went out to an 8-0 lead and never looked back as they pretty much held off the Lakers. I think the time I think they were closest was five point. There was a five-point difference. But other than that, they really took care of the Lakers, especially in that third quarter where they pulled away with ease. And they end up winning against the Los Angeles Lakers 111-97. And here today to talk about the game, a little bit, but more importantly, this is going to be a big week ahead for not only the Lakers, but also the NBA. And here today to talk about that and more is a good man indeed. You got to catch what he's doing today on his articles on medium.com and of course, Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom and Laker Tom, again, we knew already that it wasn't going to be back to back. I would have liked a little bit more competitive fire up out of the team, but you see the difference with Gobert in the lineup for a team like the Lakers without LeBron and AD. It makes quite the difference. It's a shame because what happens is that Gobert's presence basically eliminates three of our best players because you know that Drummond is not going to be able to score against Gobert underneath. And in fact, he wasn't able to even stop him on defense. Uh, Harold becomes impossible to play at that point in time. And Dennis Schroeder's best moves basically are attacking the rim, and he can't do that with a rim protector in there. So that really nullifies the situation with the Lakers. I think when we get to playoffs, we're we're obviously going to meet the Jazz probably in the second round, at least if, if the standings stay the same as they are now. 
And uh, basically, this is one of those teams, you know, Embiid is probably another situation where you just can't play Drummond. He's not going to be able to handle somebody that size defensively. And you just, you just lose so much from the center position. This is the type of, these are the teams that, why we really need Marcus All to be starting those games and playing well in the playoffs. And I'm hopeful that just like last year, we'll see those, those situational adjustments that Frank Vogel was so good in doing last. Because frankly, the top two centers that we have this year, just like the top two centers we had last year, are going to be unplayable in a lot of games once we get in the playoffs against certain teams. But and I that's, also uh, that's well, a big handicap on, to I, come I over. Say, I just said it is a big handicap. You're right. And I understand that. But, you know, if the Lakers have a tendency, if they want to, in the playoffs, like they did last year in the playoffs, go five out, they can effectively put a wrench in the Jazz plans and get Gobert out of the game. Because you saw it today. Gobert does not like to go ahead and guard above yeah. the, the free throw line. He does not like to venture out there. And the Lakers go five out with Markeith Morris or someone else that can shoot the rock at the five. That might be a difference for the Lakers in their favor, especially if well, AD's they're, hitting they're going, the to to, they're going to have to do that. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it's a difficult situation because they have players who, while you can say that Gobert is a handicap in certain situations when teams have the ability to go five out and play small against them, it's only a one-sided affair. In this particular case, we have we have two players at center in Drummond and in Harrell that basically get negated on both sides of the against the rim protector. They can't score, which takes away their game, and neither one of them is really an elite protector or elite defensive players. So the big question for the Lakers is going to be how much center how much center is Anthony Davis willing to play? And I'm, uh, I'm sure he'll be able to play a lot like he did this or, past or, or will we see, you know, I'm not so sure because first off the Lakers, the Lakers haven't played him this year. It wasn't like last year where he played 25% of the time, even though we had uh, Howard and, and uh, McGee this year, he's played less than 5% of the time yeah. at center. In addition to missing 34 games, and so when you combine those things and you, you look at the whole situation and the fact that we're overloaded with centers, because you know that they're, they, they want to play, they want to play Drummond, but he's just, he just becomes a negative factor against certain teams and certain lineups. He's fine against some teams, uh, but also then even when you play him and it may be different, it'll, it obviously will be different when you got LeBron and AD in there versus the players that we've got now surrounding Drummond. But at the same time, um, he clogs up the middle, you know? I mean, and it seems that they've made such a commitment. They basically promised him a starting position in order to get him to sign with the Lakers. And at least for the regular season, Frank, as usual, as as Jamie says very well, he's not going to change his, his modus operandi. Hopefully he'll be able to do that in the playoffs. But this was a disappointing game all the way around. The Lakers didn't come out with a whole lot of fire. They shot very well from three to start the game. Uh, Horton Tucker had a good game from three. KCP looks like he's picked it up from three. Bad game from Morris. Terrible game from Harrell. 
poor game from Caruso. And I want to uh, say this, like Tom, if I see him do it again, this is something I've barked about before. If I see Caruso drive through the lane and go underneath the basket and Joe Angles, not the shot blocking deluxe individual that's out there trailing him, and he doesn't even look to do a reverse layup, instead yeah. passes out. That to me is so irritating when you have these wide open layups and i understand the mentality but he's just so shy sometimes first option is to shoot that's the number one rule in basketball it's so irritating every time you go in there and with an idea that all you're going to do is pass you are really limiting yourself offensively it's so irritating to watch it it, it goes against everything about him is the cross-court passes in the middle of the lane that get picked off and there's always one or two of them every game this game same thing yeah. He comes out and he fires a one-handed pass right straight through the bottom five or six bodies. It was lucky if it even get through. But, but THT, yeah. I mean, 24 points today, just not enough today. Just not enough. No, and, and basically what we didn't have today is any defense. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, we, we actually had a lead in three-point shooting for most of the game until they started hitting them late. But, you know, you, you just can't leave Joe Ingles standing there out of the three-point line. Agreed. Um, they, they have too many shooters, and and they play the ultimate drive and dish game. Everything is just drive and dish, drive and dish, drive and dish, over and over and over. All mixing, let's mix in a few pick and rolls right in the middle. And they got three shooters on the outside every time they run those pick and rolls. And Drummond is not a good pick and roll defender, and he's not a finisher. I mean, he missed a couple two lobs that were perfect lobs that he should have just dunked both balls. But, you know, it's – and I give I give Dre credit for, for playing within the confines of what the coaches want him to do and what he has to do to be a effective player on the Lakers. And, you know, hopefully that will become much better with LeBron and AD, but I still worry about the matchups like, with, like the matchup tonight where he becomes – almost impotent inside to really be effective and score three for 12 from the field. And Harold was one for four from the field. And you can attribute that one almost 100% to Rudy Gobert's defense and how he changes the game. They couldn't outscore Gobert. Gobert outscored the two of them together, you know? So it's, it's just one of those situations where, you know, you, we can't seem to, the good news is the bad news is we can't seem to win two in a row. The good news is at least we haven't been losing two in a row. So this is like the 10th game in a row. I think that we've alternated win, lose, win, lose, win, lose, win, lose. And listen, where we should end this podcast is actually the good news that Frank Vogel says there's a, there's a good chance that Anthony Davis will play Thursday. And I don't care whether it's on a minutes restriction or whatever. It's exactly what we really need to get this team back. I'm sure he's going to be rusty. I'm sure he's going to be on a minutes restriction. But that's, that's I think, the best news that we've had today, you know, when looking at the whole situation. I had hoped that we might be able to steal a win. The times I've seen, I've watched, I've watched the Jazz play numerous times this year, and I've, I've seen them lose a couple of games. And the games that they lost were games when, you know, live and die by the three. And all of a sudden, nobody could make threes, and you Every team runs through a stretch like that, especially when you, you're as dependent upon the three-point shot as the Jazz are. But tonight wasn't that night, unfortunately. You know, They didn't have the guy who killed us the other day. They still got a horde of shooters, man. 
as Mark pointed out, you know, they have not only the best offensive attack in making threes, but they also allow the least number of threes for of opponent threes than anybody else in the league. That's a pretty good combination, you know. It only amounted to nine points tonight, but they beat us inside. We got out-rebounded. We got outscored in points in the paint. We got out-assisted. The one thing we didn't do is we took care of the ball pretty good. We had only 10 turnovers, which for the Lakers is is exceptional ball control. But tough loss. We're now only a one-game lead from staying out of the play-in tournament. And Anthony Davis is coming back hopefully Thursday, uh, if not Thursday, maybe Saturday. So I'm keeping my hopes up that AD coming back will be an inspiration for us. I think he's done a terrific job of staying engaged, staying with the team, being involved in the discussions of the games, talking to other players, encouraging people, running around with his little iPad, you know, pointing out things and and doing his bit of coaching and so forth. So it's good to see that camaraderie on the bench. It was also not good to see the bench tonight was pretty listless. There wasn't many things that they could celebrate not many great plays they could celebrate. So a tough loss. The Thursday and Saturday games are, are going to be really important. Uh, they get some time off. They get a practice in probably tomorrow or Wednesday. So uh, that'll be a good opportunity to, and hopefully AD will be ready to go when we head to Dallas on Thursday. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, hoop heads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. Once again, the Lakers end up losing today, 111-97. The standings, I want to go ahead and correct you on this, Laker, Tom, and that is right now, as of right now, the Lakers are two games ahead of Portland Trailblazers in the standings. Well, one game in the loss column. Yeah, you look at the loss column, that's not my what I look at. I yeah. look at two games overall as far as it's concerned. So two games overall as far as from uh, the Portland. So I don't want to mislead the audience out there. It is one game in the loss column, but two games overall. They're 10 games back, Portland is, from Utah, whereas the Lakers are eight games back. And then Dallas, which is in the play-in tournament right now, if it ended today, in seventh place, they're four games behind the Lakers, 12 games behind Utah. So right now they still got a little bit of breathing room. But if that's the case, if the Lakers lose two and the Mavericks win two, that changes a lot. And that's something the Lakers have to focus on, at least splitting, at least taking care of a split this coming weekend. I know with AD coming back on Thursday, there is going to be a minutes restriction. I've heard the most likely rumor scenario is 15 to 20 minutes. Probably yeah. that's the most we can expect right now. So anything we get from that is greatly appreciated. But I think 15 to 20 minutes for starters is going to be okay. And that's what we're going to see from LeBron when he comes back. 
So I'm going to ask you this. How important is this series coming up in Dallas starting on Thursday? Because, again, the Lakers, it is four games in the standings right now. But when you win two against the same team and you lose two against the same team, that makes a whole lot of difference. Yeah, I know. It's it's always a double-counting game, you know. You basically got a win for you and a loss for the other team. I think the games are critical, and I think that that's one of the reasons why I really do expect AD to play on Thursday. This is not a game that if he's ready to play, you know, you hear that excuse all the time from the coaches. If this were the playoffs, so-and-so would be playing. Well, as far as the Lakers are concerned, this is the playoffs. This yeah. is getting ready for the playoffs. This is a critical game. Those They can't, they can't like, like you said, Gerald, they can't lose two. They have to at least get a split. And I think there's a good opportunity, especially as erratic as, as the Mavs have been playing, the fact that they really don't have a defensive force inside. Porzingis will block a shot here and there, but he's not Rudy Gobert you know, or Miles Turner. So the Lakers should be able to see fairly good production from Drummond. They should be able to see their normal production from Merrill and, and Schroeder should be able to get to the rim. And those are big differences for the Lakers right now without AD. It'll be interesting to see also watching AD play with Drummond and see whether or not, how that works out. Going to clog up the lane a little bit with him. Uh, maybe Gasol will be available to play too, because there are going to be times when, if you've got Persingas, Persingas is going to be playing outside, so that's not really where you want to have Drummond doing. Um, so it'll be an interesting matchup. I think the Lakers are going to go into it as if this is this is the statement game that they need to do. This this series is going to be critical for them. If they were to lose these two games they would possibly be in danger of going into the play-in tournament, especially if it takes Anthony Davis five or six games to just get his legs together and, and get his win back. So these are going to be critical games. Thursday night's going to be very important. And we'll be here Thursday night after the game to cover for you right here at the Lakers Fast Break. But before we head on out and before we talk about what great articles that you're doing at Lakerholics.com, one more important keynote because there is a trial going on. And as we speak right now, the trial is headed to, has headed to the jury and they're actually sequestered overnight because they did not come to a decision in the Derek Chauvin trial in the, in the uh, Twin Cities area in Minnesota. So I want to hear your thoughts that the league is on standby in regards to whatever decision that's made in regards to possible cancellations and suspensions of any games going forward if there's a decision made because if it does not go the way that it you know i believe it should and in, in that uh, there should be a, a conviction because of the wrongdoing that was done which is my own personal opinion and i know laker time you've already expressed that as well that if it does go awry and we see a lot of backlash mm -hmm. from it that could lead to a suspension of, for several days for all these games i'm hoping and praying that the jury will make the right decision. We'll listen to what the judge says about what the three count, what the three charges are against them and, and what the rule of law is related to those things. I think there's a possibility that we could see some justice, long overdue justice for the killing of a black man by the police. And I think that I hope and pray that that's what we're going to see. I mean, we've seen some amazing things. We've seen the chief of police of Minneapolis and, and police officers from the city of Minneapolis. Testify against. Come, yeah, actually come out 
and, and actually support the fact that that this was not something that they would have condoned or that the deadly force was actually used. Yeah. So there's a there's a great opportunity here. It's not just Derek Chauvin's who's on trial. America's on trial. And the whole world is watching. Yep. And so I'm hopeful that 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 there'll be peaceful ceremonies, peaceful protests, people happy and gleeful at the result that came out, not that somebody was convicted of a crime, but the justice was done for George Floyd. If it comes out differently, which is entirely possible when you have 12 jurors, all it takes is one just to really interpret everything differently. If it comes out differently, boy, I feel sorry for the whole country. There's a big weight on those 12 jurors to see what they come up with and how they, how they resolve this case. My wife was asking me when, when I thought, ah, I think it's going to be a short jury deliberation. I think it's going to come out with a verdict tomorrow or Wednesday. And the verdict is going to be at least one of those charges, if not two or three of them guilty. And then I think we're going to see, hopefully, that be a trigger to maybe seeing a change in, in how justice is administered in America for minorities. I hope so, my friend. I hope so. I mean, we, we need to start healing as a country, as a nation, yeah. and start going on a better path. But we've said this now for a year, seemingly. So I'm hoping that we'll finally go ahead, wake up and listen. And, if and not understand. this case, I don't see how, I mean, it, you can't not have a more clear-cut situation where everybody has seen the tape. Everybody's seen the nine minutes. You would think, but then again... We've seen otherwise other examples about how justice has not prevailed and the and the right way of going about things has not worked out. So yeah, well, I, listen, the the police have done a great job testifying, and there hasn't been any blue wall that's been put up against that. The prosecutors have done a terrific job. There wasn't anything done there. Um, I thought the jury selection has a fair. You know, this is a city that has seventeen percent minorities and and fifty percent of the jurors. Uh, if you don't count the three alternates, are are black or brown. So there's a good opportunity here for justice to prevail and for this to be an example for the rest of the country and all of the various other things that are happening because things are out of control. And I wouldn't be surprised if the verdict doesn't come out well that certain players in the NBA may not even want to play protest, you know, and I I could not say that that wasn't. You can't disagree their, with them. They're right to be able to do that because yeah. if if this is not a clear cut slam dunk prosecution of somebody doing something far wrong, that is murder. It's murder in some respect, and if that doesn't turn out to be a, if the case doesn't win, if the prosecutors don't win this case, I mean, there's no case that they could win. You know, it, it comes down to that. So uh, keep your fingers crossed, make your prayers and hopes and, and America's on trial. And let's let's hope that let's hope that those 12 jurors will make us proud. Let's hope so. Indeed. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. 
That's the Pop Culture Cosmos Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. But once again, it is Laker Tom. You can catch him at Laker Tom on Twitter. You can also catch his great articles every time out at medium.com and lakerholics.com. But before we head on out, my friend, I wanted to go ahead and give you the platform, provided everything goes well and goes as you and I both hope, and that justice will be served, and we can continue the games in the NBA, and that the schedule does go as planned. What are you looking to go ahead and write about this week at Lakerholics.com? Well, I've started looking at the minutes basically that everybody played in the playoffs last year on the Lakers mm-hmm. and the minutes that they played this year um, and trying to figure out how is Frank Vogel going to handle the minutes because he's, we're playing 11 guys, almost 20 minutes. Now, some of that is because players have been out with injuries and COVID uh, situation as well as other things, but it still comes down to the simple fact that last year we played nine guys in the playoffs and really around eight and a half when you add it up. And most championship teams generally like to play eight or nine players. Um, We're playing 11 right now. So there's a big question of who's going to sit because some guys are going to sit. Obviously they're going to start drumming. So you can say, you know, you can look at the, you can look at Schroeder, KCP, LeBron, AD, and uh, Drummond as being five guys are going to get time. And then for sure, you're going to see, obviously, Caruso, Morris, THT, and get their minutes. The big questions are, you know, guys, obviously, that that are on the borderline is um, what happens with Harrell. There are a lot of situations in the playoffs where Harrell is going to get minutes reduced, just like McGee and Howard did last year. And is Gasol going to get minutes? Uh, I am to think that Gasol and... Drummond are going to split the minutes and Harold will be the guy left out just because we need to, there are going to be too many teams that we need to spread the floor. And I played around with the minutes and I actually added them up about a half an hour before the game started. I put down the number of minutes. I thought everybody was going to play the first nine players. And it happened to come out magically to 240 exactly, which is five times 48 minutes. So it'll be interesting to see um, that, particular situation had nobody had Harold getting zero minutes and frankly it had Gasol getting zero minutes because it was assuming that Anthony Davis was going to be playing quite a few minutes at center Davis and and uh, LeBron both played 36 minutes last year and I think they'll play 36 this year so that's basically what I'm looking at that article will probably be ready Tuesday or Wednesday it'll be my prediction basically for who's in and who's out as far as uh, the playoff and rotation well, we'll see what happens then. Again, check that out at Lakerholics.com. Be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com, or you can check out Laker Tom's work on Twitter and, of course, medium.com as well. And remember, we've got a ton of great basketball podcasts as part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network, hoopheadspod.com. Well, Laker Tom, unfortunately, it was not a great day today as we talk about what happens, but it was a split between the Jazz which going in, I guess you could say, was something we would like because we were hoping they would get a split, and they did just that because they won on Saturday. And it's our uh, turn to win on Thursday. Yeah, it's our turn to win on Thursday. Well, let's go see if we can win two in a row against Mavericks. That'd be nice. 
that would be nice indeed. But Laker Tom, unfortunately, it was a bad day for the Lakers and Lakers fans as they end up losing 111-97 to the Utah Jazz. We will be back on Thursday night after the game against the Dallas Mavericks. So please be here. Join us. Go ahead and be part of the action. Hopefully we'll have a spirited crew with us once again as the Lakers will face off against the Mavericks for a key playoff spot. And of course, the most likely return of Anthony Davis. So we'll go ahead and talk about that and more coming up on Thursday. If everything goes well, fingers are crossed that everything will stay on schedule and on course. And here's hoping everybody stays safe and stays healthy out there in Lakerland. And we'll see you Thursday right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.